We're excited to announce a new sponsor that we'll be partnering with this spring and summer because they're so aligned with the stories we choose to tell, Merrill. In fact, we've had many of Merrill's ambassadors on past episodes of the show, Jenny Brusso, Nicole Brown, and Myrna Valerio, to name just a few. Merrill exists to give you all that you need to discover the simple yet profound power of the trail. They believe the trail is for everybody and everybody. Merrill's goal is to provide thoughtfully designed, rigorously tested products that over-deliver on performance, versatility, and durability. Because when you've got air in your lungs and good shoes on your feet, you've got everything you need. Over the course of this spring and summer, we'll be partnering with Merrill to share hiking stories. Tales from the trail as seen through the eyes of experienced seekers and those who are just finding their way. We'll tell stories about journeys, about unique paths, because everyone's journey is a little different. And like Merrill, we've always been curious to know where they intersect and where they're completely their own. Stay tuned for more stories with Merrill this summer. And to learn more in the meantime, visit Merrill.com. That's M-E-R-R-E-L-L.com. One more announcement before we get started. I'll be in Seattle, Portland, Oregon, and San Francisco for She Explores book events May 1st, 2nd, and 6th. If you can't make it, I hope you'll connect with me and other She Explores listeners through our She Explores podcast Facebook group. There we share outdoor advice and talk about episodes. You can learn more about the book events by heading to the links in our show notes. Okay, on with the show. I'm Gail Straub, and you're listening to She Explores. It's getting comfortable with my audience, but more importantly, I think it's getting comfortable with myself. Mm. And do you feel more comfortable with yourself? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think that, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of things that have kind of factored into that, but I would say I feel such a strong sense of self, like, and I, and that started with the moment I decided I wanted to become a hiker. Like it really did spark right then and there. And then it's just been this phase in my life that has transformed and only grown over the years. This is Holly Johnson. Holly alluded to her audience because she's a hiker who has one. She's built up almost 300,000 followers on her Instagram handle, Miss Haldaw. Holly is among one of the first women I followed when I started She Explores and started using Instagram back in 2014. Her feed is definitely inspirational. It's full of photos of her in gorgeous mountainous landscapes. But there's more to it that meets the eye. Hiking has had a profound effect on Holly's adult life. It's created space where it didn't exist before. I've said this before, but this isn't a podcast that just highlights people with a built-in audience. And that's intentional. It's how a lot of shows grow, but it's also limiting. It, it puts a constraint on who you might want to feature. I became most interested in featuring Holly when I saw a post on her feed about her full-time job as an executive assistant. She posted two photos, one with her feet hanging out of a tent, the other with her feet propped up on her office desk. In the background of the camp scene, you can see an alpine lake and mountains. In the background of the office scene, you see two monitors. One of the monitors does have mountains on it, but it's a pretty traditional office scene. For many of us, both of these scenes are utterly familiar. One is just a bit more romanticized than the other. 
Swiping between the two images felt like a bridging between two worlds that we don't always let ourselves cross. Play and work, fantasy and reality. I want to talk with Holly because the difference between how we present ourselves to the world and who we are deep inside can get messy. Same goes for the assumptions we have about the people we meet as we move through our days, whether we're nodding to them on the trail or scrolling by them on social media. There is always more to what we see. Holly calls herself a weekend adventurer. She grew up doing some hiking and backpacking, but she was reintroduced as an adult. It all stems from romantic relationships. So I'll try to recap that (laughs) briefly as I can without getting into all the details. But essentially, I'd had one real serious relationship in my early 20s, and that was a guy that I was engaged to. And we, you know, I didn't really realize it when we were together. It wasn't until after the fact that I realized that he and I didn't do anything. We didn't we didn't go to parks. We didn't like go on trips. We didn't go to the beach. We didn't go on any hikes. We didn't do activities together. Instead, what we had in common were like, we liked the same music and movies and video games. And we liked to eat pizza and drink beer. Like, you know, it was, Mm. it was that kind of thing. And that relationship lasted for much longer than it needed to several years. And then the next guy I dated, a much shorter relationship, but he was somebody that was much more active and interested in spending, you know, like real quality time and like doing things and creating memories. And he took me on a local hike here in Washington, like close to Seattle. And and what's great about that is that we have trails close that are accessible, most of them have real garbage views though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not garbage, but just, you you don't see like the pretty lakes and the mountains and all that stuff. It's more like, Oh, we're overlooking a town, you know, like nothing super great, but he took me on a hike and I just remember feeling super out of shape. (laughs) I was huffing and puffing. My legs were burning. I hadn't hiked since I was, you know, a kid. And, and then we got to the top I'm like sweating bullets and you can't, there's like no view. (laughs) I'm like, this is it. (laughs) And we broke up two weeks later. (laughs) But I, I remember, I remember he had said like, he took me on that hike and I remember him talking about how like I should take you backpacking this summer. And I was just like, yeah, gosh, I haven't done that since I was a kid. And so in my sadness of now this relationship ending and kind of like reflecting back on that. I, I felt sad to have lost somebody that was taking me to go do things. Cause I just realized like the stark contrast, I guess, between the two relationships. So in my mourning and sadness and being like, oh, I wanted to go backpacking. <laughs> I realized I didn't need anybody to hold my hand and do it for me and take me. I could go. If I really wanted to go, I could go. So in that moment, when I had that little light bulb go off, I drove over to REI and I bought some on-sale items, um, you know, some hiking shoes, a backpack and some trekking poles. And I went back to that hike that he'd taken me on. (laughs) And I did that by myself. And just like I started getting into hiking as a form of like 
a little bit of therapy and then just exercise. Cause I remember just like how out of shape I felt when he did take me and it just kind of all stemmed from that. I, I stayed local for a while and I did all the Seattle ish, you know, hikes and then, and then I needed more. And so I started driving further out and I would spend, you know, my weekends in the spring and the summer, like driving, you know, six hours in a day to go do a proper day hike in the mountains. And after the the first one where the views just blew me away, I was, I mean, I, I think I was hooked before that, but mm-hmm. it just was exponential after that. When did you take your first backpacking trip? Oh, um, my childhood or my adulthood? Oh, your adulthood, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adulthood was oddly enough with the ex-boyfriend who had taken me on a hike. I remember we we got back in touch like a few months, you know, after we broke up, just the like, hey, how you doing? Mm. And he learned that I was suddenly like into hiking <laughs> and that, that had happened and transpired. So I was telling him all the places I'd been and gone and and he was like, Well, we should we should go backpacking then. And So I had to borrow an old backpack of his that I think he wore as like, I don't want to say maybe a Boy Scout or something like that. (laughs) Like it wasn't a total child. It was more like his like teenage backpack, but it was an old school metal frame pack that did like an external metal frame that did not fit me. And I had to borrow like, I remember the pad, the sleeping pad was a child's. So like to say it was a really good experience would be a lie. But at the same time, we went up to Robin Lakes in the Alpine Lakes wilderness here in Washington. And it's a real ass kicker. But I mean, it's, it's stunning. I've been up there several times since. And so it, it, it was hard. Um, but it was an amazing experience. And then it didn't take too much longer after that before I started investing in my own equipment and then making other friends. And so, I mean, that was the one and only time he and I went backpacking. And I think at that time in my life, I probably had the, are we getting back together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dreams, which did not happen. And, but I mean, hiking, hiking maintained, I mean, it was something that kind of sparked with him. Um, but it was something that I took on all on my own. And so I was kind of very thankful, I think, to have him in my life for that period of time. But I wouldn't say he super duper introduced me to it. Like, I mean, it had to be a desire that kind of came from within. Yeah. And how does hiking make you feel? It kind of depends. (laughs) But generally speaking, I would say euphoric. It makes me feel... I mean, it kind of depends on the situation if I'm with friends or if I'm alone or if I'm in shape or out of shape. You know, if it's the first hike of the season, I'm usually like, oh, Oh God. Um, And then I feel like I'm out of shape. But, you know, like once I like really kind of get into it and, and, and get in proper shape and stuff, I mean, it's a it's an activity that makes me feel very like strong and empowered. Um. And I mean, there's just so many like therapeutic benefits, I think, from physical to, you know, emotional, um, mental, obviously. So 
um, I think it just kind of depends on how much you invest yourself into it. You know, if you're just going for a quick stroll with friends and it's a social engagement, then that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think, I think going hiking, um, especially if you can have moments of solitude, I think you can find a lot of like peace and clarity. Have you taken a solo backpacking trip as an adult? Yes, I did that uh, maybe like five or six years ago. I mostly just stuck to day hikes when I was solo. Like I just felt like that was the safe thing to do. But then I, I, you know, kind of realized like after a while that, you know, the backpacking trips I went on, like I loved them, but I was always, you know, sleeping in someone's tent and, you know, borrowing a couple things or relying, you know, they would, they would set up the tent, you know, and get the stove going and boil the water and all that stuff. And I just wanted to kind of make sure that I could do all of that on my own. And more importantly, or maybe not more importantly, but I also just wanted to make sure too, that, you know, if I've got plans to go backpacking with a friend and they bail on me, like I want to still be able to go. Mm. I don't want to suddenly feel like, Oh shoot. Okay. I guess I'll just go day hike unless that's, you know, what I really want to do. But so I kind of, honestly, it probably took me like two years to work up to it. So I think, you know, kind of early on in my hiking career, I did, I did think about that and wanting to be able to go backpacking alone because I felt comfortable day hiking. It was just a matter of obtaining all of the the gear, which is, you know, generally speaking, kind of expensive. Yeah. So you want to, you know, just, it kind of just takes time, but I, I did go backpacking by myself and that was a pretty incredible experience as well. Like it was, it was, I decided the day before, I mean, it's something I'd been thinking about, but it was kind of the same sort of thing, how a light bulb went off and I was like, I can go hiking by myself. Sort of the same thing happened where I just like, I was at work, it was in the afternoon and I made the decision. It was a Friday. I made the decision that the next day I was going to take off and go backpacking by myself for the weekend. And I didn't have the equipment. So again, I like got up work, took a bus to REI <laughs> and then walked in in like skinny jeans and my high heels, like my whole like work setup. And I bought a tent and I, you know, a sleeping. No, I think I had a sleeping bag already. I had to buy a sleeping bag and a stove and all the things that, you know, I'd been borrowing from people. So I had to buy all these. And then I got back on a bus, headed home and then proceeded to like <laughs> FaceTime with my guy friends on how to use my jet boil. <laughs> and I set up my tent in my living room. And then the next day I set out to the trailhead and I got there and it was raining and I'm a total fair weather hiker. So like, I just, yeah, rain does not make me happy, but I, slowly kind of got all my stuff together and I headed off on the trail and the, the trail I was doing, there's kind of a main trail. And then there's this offshoot that adds like an extra two miles or something. And then it'll meet back up with the main trail before getting up to the lookout. And, and so I, I told, you know, my friends that that's what I was doing. I was going to take this extra or this side trail. So I stuck to the plan and I did that. And then after you know, like two, two and a half miles. I was wet. I couldn't see anything. It was just gross out. And I stopped and sat down for about 20 minutes, just kind of asking myself, like, 
one, like, why did I just take that offshoot trail? <laughs> I'm adding more distance and I can't see anything. And I'm, you know, this is miserable. And, and then just trying to like level with myself on like, is this the experience that I really want to have? Yes. I really want to go solo backpacking. The fact that I'm out here tells me that I, I can, and I'm going to do it, but like, is this what I want for right now? You know, I can turn around. I have nothing to prove to anyone. Um, and so, you know, after that, like pep talk, I turned around and I started heading back towards the car. And then five minutes later, I stopped again. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> and I turned around again and I started heading up the trail. And I had decided that if the weather improved, like even just a little bit, if there was an improvement in the weather by the time I met back up with the main trail, I would continue on. If the weather had not improved, I would have no problem just you know, heading down the main trail and beelining it to the car. So right before I get to that, the main trail connection, uh, there is a very, very small patch of blue sky. And I'm like, yes, okay. <laughs> so I start heading up towards the lookout, maybe with another like half mile, my, I don't know, or some, maybe a full mile to go. And, um, and then like 10 minutes later, it gets foggy again and it starts raining. And I'm just like, what <laughs> like, what the hell? But I, you know, I kept going. I, um, I found a, a place to camp that was open and um, kind of very close to like the actual lookout. And I set everything up in the rain and then I started, you know, boiling my water and while that was like while my meal was cooking I got in the tent and kind of changed into some dry clothes and I was in my tent for like at least 15 minutes or so kind of debating if I wanted to even get out again and then I unzipped the tent and I realized that the the rain had stopped and the clouds were parting and it was starting to be like the most amazing sunset I'd ever seen. Aww. So I grabbed my meal and I ran up to the lookout and there was um, an old couple in there that were actually like caretakers of the lookout. Um, so they had been doing some painting, but they invited me in and, and I got to be up there like with them and out on the porch, just watching like the clouds dance around Mount Baker and the, you know, the sun was, kind of peeking up over this huge layer of like an inversion, all these clouds, and then just like the colors were insane. So it was one of the best sunsets I've ever seen. So totally, totally worth it. And, you know, I went to bed with a giant smile on my face and funny enough, you know, all the things that had kind of kept me from going of like, what if I, what if I get lost? What if I can't sleep? What do I do by myself? <laughs> like all these things, n none of it mattered. Like None of it bothered me. I slept just fine and never was out there kind of going like, oh, I feel bored. Who do I talk to? <laughs> like it it was just everything I, I needed and kind of having that experience of like turning around twice <laughs> and it just it worked out great. The next morning I felt so like accomplished and empowered and um, and I kind of couldn't wait to do it again. So I've, I've not done a ton uh, just because over the course of the years I've managed to make so many outdoor friends that we all want to backpack and oftentimes we go together so sometimes I like really have to set time aside to go on a solo backpacking trip because I think that they're so beneficial and 
I'm, you know, I don't do it a ton, but like, I love every, every one of those experiences are, are kind of my favorites, to be honest. I love that you had that challenge to it so that the sunrise was like even more beautiful. Cause maybe if you hadn't had the back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it definitely worked out and was was super memorable. It was like probably the best first, the best and worst first trip, you know, or whatever. But it was fantastic. We'll hear more from Holly after this. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy for the long run. Odds are, though, that we're not getting the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively obsessively, (laughs) obsessively research vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients we need, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives. I started taking Ritual Essential for Women last summer and I've kept it up since then because I like knowing that I'm filling the gaps in my nutrition, especially when I travel. It feels like a positive choice I'm making for myself daily and we should always celebrate those. From D3 to Omega-3, Ritual's Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a women's diet. Their no-nausea capsule design is gentle on an empty stomach, and there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh, so you don't get that fishy aftertaste common with most omega-3s. Better health doesn't happen overnight, and right now Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash explore to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash explore. Have you ever thought about using CBD products to help treat anxiety, pain, and for your overall general wellness? I found them to be super helpful. Earlybirdcbd.com is one of the largest online marketplaces for premium CBD. They carry a variety of products like tinctures, gummies, capsules, and lotions, even CBD for pets. Earlybirdcbd.com is devoted to showcasing the best brands and highest quality products. If you don't know what CBD is, it's made from hemp, but it's not psychoactive because it doesn't contain THC. I'm no stranger to anxiety, and I found CBD oil to be really helpful at night, you know, when all the tension from the day is built up. It helps me relax so I can enjoy my book rather than go through my mental to-do list. Earlybirdcbd.com offers fast and free shipping. For 20% off your order, visit earlybirdcbd.com explores and use discount code explorers at checkout. Earlybirdcbd.com for fast and free shipping of quality CBD products. For 20% off your order, visit earlybirdcbd.com explores and use discount code explorers at checkout. We're back. I'm trying to recall, but I mean, I was, I was into hiking for like at least two or three years before the social media thing happened. Holly grew a social media following like a lot of people do. A little bit by accident, a little bit on purpose. She was first posting photos of her everyday life, sprinkled in with photos of hiking. Since her 200 or so friends and family following along, responded well to those hiking photos, she kept posting them. After a while, her whole feed became outdoor photos of camping and hiking and backpacking. She started using hashtags to grow the account. 
Today, she has almost 300,000 followers and sometimes works with brands to help tell their brand stories. Her photos are beautiful, and she's in about 90% of them looking approachable and happy. Her captions all have the same kind of likability. Some are funny, and they're always thoughtful. What's fun about talking with her for this interview is that she's very similar to what I expected. Her mountain self shines through. So today, would you identify as like an influencer? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I mean... No, no, it's fine. I mean, we we like to say content creator, but yeah, I mean, I there's there's no other word for it other than an influencer. So, yes, but I always say it with like a little bit of a grumble. <laughs> um, <laughs> first and foremost, I mean, yes, like my account is what it is and I have a following and I work with brands. But first and foremost, like I'm a hiker and I'm a backpacker and social media could go away tomorrow. And my love for being out there wouldn't change in it, you know, at all. Like last summer was actually a really good indicator because I actually had like zero jobs to shoot for. Mm. And part of me was a little panicked, like, oh, <laughs> have I been put out to pasture? <laughs> like, am I done? I'm a dinosaur. But so I had like no jobs and I mean, I was out every single weekend and actually just like part of me was a little panicked and then the rest was just like, this is fantastic. Now I can not have to share my, my outdoor space with the stress of trying to get content for a brand. I can just enjoy it for what I'm here for and take the pictures I want to take. Um, so it was, it was really, it was really nice, but yeah, first and foremost, hiker, backpacker. Um, and then, and then, yeah, a social influencer. That's my, that's my side hustle. (laughs) Yeah. Because you, you also work full time. Yes, I do. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I think, so I'm an executive assistant at an ad agency, which that environment alone is, is pretty energetic and fun. Also (laughs) stressful at times, but it's, it's overall, it's a, a pretty fun place to be. And the people I support are fan freaking tastic. Like, I don't know at what point in my life I will ever have bosses that I like love working for more. (laughs) So that's huge. But, you know, the company I'm at is a French company. So we actually are a little bit more on like a European based vacation model. So that gives me a ton of time to like, actually be able to go on a couple big trips a year and still be able to take some time off in the summer to go to go hiking and backpacking. But, you know, I broke my ankle a couple years ago when I was out hiking, doing, and I was actually like shooting content. And that was, that was a very big eye opener to me that I never wanted to fully go with the social media thing and do freelance work because I then had to decline um, several campaigns and I was about to leave for Belize to do a job with a tourism company. And I had to bow out of that. You know, and I just kind of realized, like, if I'm if I'm able to monetize a page about like hiking and walking, like, and I can't walk, then I what am I going to do? So it was just it was good. And it was it was something I hadn't I'd kind of toyed with the idea of maybe like going full time with it. And that was the one thing that like it set me kind of set me straight that that wasn't the avenue I wanted to take. But even so, I think having this regular this 
regular job with normal people that although they know all this social media stuff that I do, my my regular Monday through Friday is so far removed from that. The conversations I have at work are so far removed from social media and hiking. Like, you know, and then when I spend time with my social media friends, you know, we talk about the algorithm, we talk about content and campaigns and all that stuff. So for me, it's a really nice balance that I don't have any desire to give up. The social media gig makes me appreciate my regular job so much and vice versa. Like it's nice being able to you know, run out on a hike and go shoot some content and realize that I just did a job and I was able to, you know, get out on the trail and get the exercise and still get the benefits from it. Granted, you know, also, like I said, kind of giving up a little of that space for, for the work, but you know, that's kind of amazing. It is. Why do you choose to, you know, another person um, in your situation might choose to to totally keep those two things separate and not share um, the fact that you do work full time on your main feed. Um, so, right. so why do you choose to share that aspect of your life with your followers? I choose to share it because I always, I always want to come across as relatable as I can. And, you know, so many of the other influencers and photographers and all these like big accounts, they are doing it full time and they are doing freelance work and they, they do work really hard at what they're doing. There's no doubt about that. But I think sometimes the lifestyles that they're advocating for are unattainable for a lot of people, you know, people with responsibilities and, you know, maybe they're married or they have kids or they want those things in the near future or they don't have the money or whatever it is. There's all sorts of reasons you know, they don't have enough vacation. Like, I don't know, but long story short is I think there's more people out there that do have the regular job and they want to be able to go on vacation and they want to be able to get out and get into nature. And I want to show that that's possible. And granted, I do have a great setup with, like I said, working for a company that happens to be European and having more vacation than the average U S company, but like it's, it's doable. And so I think that that Hopefully, like, people kind of understand or, you know, can see that. Yeah, I think it's I, I would assume that you get messages from people that it's refreshing to to see that and hear hear that from you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, there's still people that, you know, kind of a consistent basis that assume I don't have a regular job. So I like to continually kind of put that out there that I do because I get, you know, different followers all the time, people coming, people going and stuff. And so that message, I like to keep reiterating that message from time to time because, you know, not that there is anything wrong with the people that are doing this full time. Like I applaud them. It's just, I don't think I'm cut out. (laughs) I don't think I'm cut out for full-time social media, blogging, all that stuff. Like it's just... I, I kind of feel like I do a lot of the bare minimum and that's kind of all I all I want to do. Yeah, it works for you. Yeah. What, what's it like opening? Do you feel like you open yourself up to people through through social media? Like how how does that make you feel? Um, it feels it feels good. Like I, I can't always do it just because sometimes I just sometimes I feel compelled to want to share some aspect of my life. And then other times, like I I don't. Right. So, uh, not that I want to keep something secret, but there's just, you know, there's just times you want to share. And so you just, you go with that. So I, I kind of ride that momentum 
when it arrives. Um, but I, I feel like those are my favorite posts. They don't necessarily always do the best in terms of like the number of likes and stuff, but they get usually the most comments because I think when you share more about your life, um, and situations that, you know, that people can relate to and have experienced themselves in some sort of, you know, similar, you know, comparable way, um, that it really connects you to the audience more. So those are always my favorite posts to do. Usually just what makes them a little weird is when somebody at work is like, I didn't know you've been single for eight years. (laughs) I'm like, I didn't want you to know that. I just told 300,000 people, but I didn't want you to know. (laughs) So it's always, it's always funny. Like I, I feel so comfortable sometimes like sharing that in this forum of where you're just like typing some things out and you're responding to comments and everybody's, you know, kind of connecting over this subject matter. And then, and then to kind of have it thrown back at me, like in the real world is always a little kind of funny. That is funny. But it is also it's also interesting to think that all the things that you said about, you know, writing a social media post that's a little more vulnerable or a little more gritty yeah. um, is the one that gets the most interaction and the and is the most relatable. And that's also the case in day to day interactions, like when right. you actually like open yourself up to people. That's when you build deeper connections. Yeah. It's just like for so long, I think I viewed you know, I mean, I, I started my page with more, you know, the the pictures of like the back of the head kind of thing and stuff. And so it's, it's taken me years to really feel comfortable, like opening up and it's kind of been baby steps. You know, now, if you look at my page, you'll see I'm facing the camera, like a whole heck of a lot more. Whereas before I, I didn't know that people wanted to see that. I sort of felt like the more personal you made it, that maybe they would be like, Oh, who's this person? Like, I don't know that that's, you know, accurate, but there was a time when I think everybody was kind of posting these pictures that we wanted. My idea was like, I want somebody to see, you know, the back of my head, but also (laughs) to be able to put themselves in that place, like gazing out at that mountain, you know, and like to feel something from the image but that doesn't usually connect, you know, um, with people like it it does, but in a totally different way. So it's kind of been something that has transformed over the years in, you know, like where it started with the back of my head and like a John Muir quote (laughs) to, you know, let me dive deeper into my life. Let me show you my face. Like, let me like, you know, hardly wearing any makeup you know, just that kind of stuff. Like, and it's, it's getting comfortable with my audience, but more importantly, I think it's getting comfortable with myself. Mm. And do you feel more comfortable with yourself? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think that, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of things that have kind of factored into that, but I would say I feel such a strong sense of self, like, and I, and that started with the moment I decided I wanted to become a hiker. Like it really did spark right then and there. And then it's just been this phase in my life that has transformed and only grown over the years because, you know, even when I was 32 or something, that was when I kind of decided that like, I no longer wanted to invest in 
dating and not to say I wasn't open to dating somebody, but I didn't want to spend my time trying to find somebody, which is a topic I've spoken to several times like in my feed. But, you know, just getting getting to a place where I'm so comfortable with myself and the life I have created that I no longer feel like I need someone to complete that because there was such a period of time in my life when I did. That's great. That's awesome. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it is. It's like, it's just, it's such a it's kind of a strange subject and yet super relatable. But I mean, I don't, I, I spend a lot of time, I think, still talking about dating with friends and like what's going on in their lives. And they're, you know, doing all, it's doing all the things. And I, I don't make space for it anymore. Like in, in my head, in my heart, like I'm still open to the idea of love and getting married someday, but I'm just, I'm not going to go searching for it when I could spend that time investing into myself and growing. One way Holly invests in herself is by planning a big trip or two a year that centers around hiking and mountains. When we talked, she'd just gotten back from a trip to Patagonia. We had great, great weather. We only had one day of like legit wind and I still would probably, I mean, it was, it was strong. I definitely remember like taking a couple of us, like took our phones out to like take some video of the scenery and, and Ben, one of the guys with us, he was like, Oh my God, (laughs) his like phone, like almost like got taken out of his hands. Um, and I, I, I mean, it was super windy, but I still was like, I bet that's like nothing <laughs> compared to what it can be. Um, and then it like rained a little bit, like one night, but we were inside in a refugio. So we didn't mm. deal with any rain until, until we were in Argentina. Um, but we only had a day and a half in El Chaltén and we only had time to do the, you know, Fitzroy hike. And, and that was beautiful. We definitely got some like... Patagonia weather that day though it was it was raining it was very windy at times we even had some snow at the top wow but it was it was beautiful I would just love to go back there to that little town because it's it's 10 blocks long it was created in like 1970 you know just for hikers and tourists and climbers and there's so many hikes that basically just start like from town and then, you know, a road that will take you like deeper into deeper into the mountains, which I'm sure is probably like littered with other hikes. So definitely want to go back and do I probably wouldn't necessarily do the W. I mean, maybe like if I was doing the full circuit or something along those lines, but I would love to go back and do that and then also be able to spend like at least a week probably in El Chalten. I mean, I think you could probably do more, but, you know, it just depends. I'd I'd have to do a little bit of research, but a day and a half, not enough. (laughs) Are you starting to to develop a bit of a list of places you want to return to for this like outdoor travel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of only, only do so much. I usually only look to do one or two big trips a year, but I would love... I would, I would love to go back. Um, I'd love to go back to Peru. I was in Peru last year and didn't get to do any of the like real hikes that are there. So (laughs) Peru is super beautiful. We did get into the mountains a little bit, but like barely, barely scratched the surface. I would love to go to Italy and see the Dolomites and New Zealand. Definitely. I don't know. I mean, I also want to like go to Wyoming and spend more time in the Wind Rivers. 
Yeah. So, but my, my issue is like when it's summer, it's so beautiful in Washington <laughs> and there's so much still here that I want to see that's new and, and redo so many as well that I have such a hard time like leaving. Oh, and I want to do the Tour de Mont Blanc again. I did that like three years ago and I'm kind of itching to do it again. Is that in France? Yeah, it starts in France and then you go to Italy, Switzerland, and then end in France. So it's a, wow. yeah, it's, it's stunning. So I don't know. I want to, I want to do them all, but I have to like rein it in a little bit, you know, and kind <laughs> of, I mean, but I have noticed that like the types of trips that I want to go on, there's so many like, oh yeah, I'd love to go to, you know, Morocco or whatever, but like my priorities lie within mountains and where I can go hiking and like really get into to nature and all that. Yeah, yeah, that helps kind of refine the travel. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that, like, people who follow you might not know about you that you would like to share now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, that's funny. I recently was, like, starting to draft up a like a caption that was like five things that you like five random facts <laughs> you don't know about me yeah and I don't even think I got five I mean I know I have like plenty but I was like somehow like stumbling on on what I was gonna put but <laughs> I'm I'm a very like it's I'm I'm an introvert in many ways I love my home time my cat time all that kind of stuff but I'm also very social and I'm the kind of person that like I hug my UPS driver he calls me holly cakes and like sometimes a ups truck is driving by and i just hear holly cakes like out the window <laughs> like so i'm i'm that kind of person <laughs> um and i think even though i have mentioned this a few times on social media i love i love video games i can totally nerd out and i mean like right now I'm going to get off the phone and I'm going to check a mobile game on my phone to see if my <laughs> chests have unlocked and I can <laughs> make some potions and things like I'm a total nerd. <laughs> Never had a speeding ticket. Oh, oh, that's a good one. And I'm 38. So I think that says something. You have me beat. <laughs> <laughs> Never had a speeding ticket. Never had a cavity. Oh, you also have me beat there. <laughs> But yeah, now I'm like, oh, God, what's number five? I don't know. But there's there's four things. I don't know that people necessarily needed to know about <laughs> If you'd like to get to know Holly better or are looking to take a trip where you meet new people, Holly is hosting a co-ed trip to Costa Rica. So I'm really excited because in November, I am hosting my first adventure trip to Costa Rica. And I've never been before, so I'm really kind of excited to check out that country. And I, the company that I'm working with, is I, I made sure to kind of select more of an active itinerary as opposed to hanging out at the beach. Don't get me wrong, like the beach is great, but I know what I'm <laughs> there for. 
these trips are so fun. I, even though this is my first time hosting, I have done several trips now where I have gone as a solo person and met up with like a group of people. I did one with SheLift and then Women Who Explore, I think. It was fantastic. Like you show up, you're a solo person and you get to meet so many new people and become friends. It's just kind of a really fun experience. So I'm excited to host that. The dates are November 16th through the 22nd, and the trip will be capped at 20 people, but I might cap it at 16 just because 20 seems like a lot, but um, but we'll see. So there's going to be hiking and I think some zip lining and canyoning and more hiking and then just hang out time with everybody. That sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it's... I'm a little nervous, but but I'm so social and I generally like get along with everybody and so I'm 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 pretty excited. I'm more excited than nervous. Thank you, Holly, for taking the time to talk. I know it took us a while to get on the phone. You can find her on Instagram at Miss Hall Doll. I'll also link the Costa Rica trip in our show notes. Thank you to our sponsors, Merrill, Ritual, and EarlyBirdCBD.com. As always, we'll list the discount codes in the show notes and on the episode landing page. If you want to learn more, head to she-explores.com for blog content and every single episode. If you enjoy listening, make sure to review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It'll help other people find us. Even better, share it with a friend. I know that's how I find all my favorite podcasts. We're on Instagram at she underscore explores and on Facebook at she explores and Twitter at she explores as well. So if you share it there, tag us so we'll see it. It always makes my day. Music is by Kay Angle, Josh Woodward, and Lee Rosevere using a Creative Commons attributions license. Until next week, have fun out there.